There are houses with such horrible histories they've remained empty. Today, we share the tales of two houses, La Casa de la Mijangos y La Casa del Kilometro Cinco. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos, y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen, at your own risk. Hey everyone, this is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of a Spooky Tales. Today we are talking about haunted houses and we have some special guests. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hey everybody, this is Leah. And it's Bethany. And we are the Paranormal Putas. Woo woo! And we're super stoked to be on your show. Woo! A spooky. <laughs> oh yeah, so me and Leah run a podcast. We also talk about spooky things. Oh yeah. You know, we talk about spooky stories here in, you know, East Austin and like whatever spooky stories people want to share. Because um, we are big believers in the paranormal. Oh, yeah. And I think really what brought us, linked us to you guys, and it's really exciting for us. And I think we both, uh, both of our shows have a hyper focus in on the Latinx communities mm-hmm. uh, and our culture and really sharing the stories of of our people, you know, and it's a fun time. And I think our people, uh, our, our communities, our Latinx people really believe in uh, the paranormal. And we have a lot of belief in that. So that's what bonded us, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Before we get started, I have a listener story, which I forgot to pull up, but I have now. So let's read this listener story. Um, They sent it and they said it was for TikTok, but I'm going to use it for this too. So (laughs) just a disclaimer, if you send us a story, it will be used for the podcast and for TikTok if you request it. So send us your story. Ours now. (laughs) And you can send, if you have a story you want us to read out loud on the podcast or or make a TikTok on, it's going to be both, like I just said. Email us at spookytales at gmail.com or DM us on any of our socials. Um, we also have a voicemail option on our website. Yeah, so let me get to this story here. I have a story from near my rancho in Michoacan. Oh, those are the best, the rancho stories. The rancho stories, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... This is between the two ranchos of Tumbio and San Lorenzo, Michoacan. There's a road that leaves, leads, sorry, not leaves, leads <laughs> through a dangerous, curvy mountain. One day there was an accident and a girl died like six or seven years ago. And now if you go hiking or walk from one rancho to the other and you stop to take pictures, you can actually capture the girl that died. Ew. It's a true story that happened. A few people went to walk up the mountain and stopped to take a selfie when looking through the picture, they notice an extra person, and that person was a little girl. They say she wanders the area at night or dusk when people go out to walk, especially when the weather's cooler in the summer. And if you're lucky, you can capture her while taking a selfie. Mm. Oh, double ill. <laughs> Is that lucky? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They go on to say she doesn't scare anyone or appear in front of you. It's only if you take a picture. What the hell? She wants to be social media famous. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I like how selective she is. She's like, I'm only going to walk around when it's cool and only if you take a picture of me. 
that was good. Thank you for sending that in. And again, please, uh, we beg you, send your stories so we don't run out of stories. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good, though. I, I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go first. And like I told you, all of you, uh, offline, it's pretty dark. <laughs> oh, oh, we're starting out with a banger. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I chose this because it's full of drama true crime it's terrible but it's creepy it's it has like everything everything you want everything <laughs> yeah oh, Ooh, i can't wait i can't wait okay i'm ready <laughs> okay so this is uh this is la casa del kilometro cinco and la república dominicana or the house on kilometer five and it's located in the province of de la vega on kilometer five and the freeway or autopista whatever you want to call it is Duarte. So back in 1924, the then president of the Dominican Republic, Horacio Vasquez, and his wife, who I I don't know her name. I tried looking for it. It's not anywhere. <laughs> I don't know. Whoever she was, it was his wife. Uh, they purchased <laughs> some land between Santo Domingo and De La Vega, and they gave it to a man named Antonio Parilla, who worked for the president and helped him get elected. Parilla built a house there for his family, but he apparently had an ongoing affair with the president's wife. So mm -hmm. okay. the president found out about this affair in January 1930 and then ordered Parilla to be arrested because, you know, he I guess he could do that. <laughs> <laughs> the corruption is real. <laughs> It gets worse. <laughs> then, after he gets Parilla arrested, he gives an order for Parilla's home to be burned down. And, oh, you know what? I should have gave a trigger warning as well. There's a uh, child death here. So he burned down. The, he had the house burned down with Parilla's three daughters in the house. I don't know about Parilla's wife. It also doesn't say if she was in the house. Probably, I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. But his whole family was basically burned or killed in this fire. And then on top of that, in an attempt to directly go against the president's orders and to begin the process of overthrowing him, the commander of the military, his name was Rafael Trujillo, he frees Parilla from jail. And this happens in February of 1930. And then in March of 1930, Parilla rebuilds the house. And then fast, fast forward a year, in January 1931, girls begin going missing in the province of De La Vega. And it's always in groups of three. Oh. A total of 12 girls went missing. And then this was the beginning of January. January 26, 1931, Parilla went to his local uh, police department and he told the sheriff, I have completed the task the devil gave me. And then he proceeded to grab his machete and stab himself in the stomach. What the hell? Yeah. And he was dead in minutes. The officers and some townsfolk went to Parilla's house because they were like, what, what is happening? What's going on? So they go and then they discover the bodies of the 12 girls. Some, so some sources said that the 12 girls were in a well that's behind the house. Other sources say they found them in the house, like inside. So I don't know which one is correct. But that was the task that he was talking about, apparently taking these girls and killing them. Uh, the house remained there abandoned for a very long time. 
it's believed that if they tore it down, there was like a, some sort of curse or something. So they left it there. Recently, it was torn down. I discovered this because I made a TikTok on this on this story and I got comments from people that were like, oh, the house isn't there anymore. There's just like parts of it. Um, so there's like the, the base or the floor. I don't know what you call that. I'm not well versed in I don't watch HDTV. So the foundation, I don't know. oh that's a new catchphrase (laughs) but the the, so the floor is there of the house and then there's like one wall and then the well that those are that's the only thing that remains of this house but it's still there but when the full house was still there all of it and wasn't torn down people would hear footsteps in the house specifically the sound of heels walking they also heard crying and those that spent the tried to spend the night inside the house, you know, on a dare or whatever, because like, why else would you stay there? I don't know. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm a weenie. I now, would. So. Yeah, I was like, you, you both probably would. I wouldn't. <laughs> um, but whoever tries to spend the night inside the house, they wake up outside, and it happened every time. Like nobody wakes up inside the house. Yeah, weird. They need to film that. I'm like, how are they getting outside? Side, yeah. Right. I I wonder. And it's also said that aside from the house itself, the well that's behind the house contains evil. Around before the girls went missing the, the, in January 1931, there was one girl who was nine and she was like back there just like because there was like a whole river back there. And so she was back there just um, hanging out in the river. I don't know what she was doing. But a, a white hand was seen coming out of the well and it dragged the young girl and she was never seen again. Ew. And after that is when the cries began at night. Oh, that's gross. It's that's yeah. Weird. I don't know. Mm. Ooh, creepy. No. But yeah. That's that's the house. <laughs> I mean, that's some like typical well bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Of course she went missing by the well. Of course they think bodies were down there. Right. Yeah. Um, use a well for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It serves no other purpose, clearly. No, no, it's not for water. It's for murder. (laughs) That's that's brutal. That's really intense. I think the people ending up outside kind of blows my mind. Like how how that's really interesting. I wonder if they like become possessed in a a way, maybe. And if there's evil around, yeah, like does does something take over their body and then they just like wake up in a totally different area? Yeah, and I had read that, but then there was like when I made the TikTok on this, so many comments were like, "Oh, you forgot to say you wake up outside." And I was like, "Oh, I guess people, <laughs> I guess this is a thing." <laughs> That's interesting. That is crazy. I think what caught me most though was that you know he was like, "I've done my job, what I was supposed to do, right?" and like stabbed himself with a machete yeah that's brutal that just makes me think of like ritual or like not ritual but like ceremonial suicide like i have yeah like yeah you know back to satan i go (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's evil that does sound like some pure evil shit yeah yeah and then he had three the like weird thing he had three daughters and he like took girls and yeah three yeah. And also, like, the number three, just to begin with, it's also that, like, number, you know what I'm saying? Is it a bad number? Yeah. I don't know anything about, well, like, Well, just everything, like, <laughs> happens, like, in three. Like, isn't it three? It's, like, 3 a.m. is the devil's hour. Oh, yeah. It's right. also a mocking of the Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Trinity. So, yeah. So, yeah. Of course, Evil. three, three yeah. is absolutely 
uh, a supernatural number. <laughs> Ew, yeah. That was good. That was really good. That's just brutal. I'm just sitting here kind of in awe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> MJ stories. I don't know. I don't know which one's worse. I think it's MJ's, though. <laughs> I picked La Casa de Claudia Mijangos, and it's very dark, very tragic. Claudia Mijangos, Azar- Azrak, I think is how you pronounce her last name. That was weird. Probably. I don't know. was born in a middle-class family in Mas- Mazatlan, Mexico. She was the beauty queen. She grew up a very privileged, privileged life. She married Alfredo Castaños Gutierrez. They had three children together. After the death of her parents, Claudia received a nice inheritance. The family of five then moved to Querétaro, Mexico. In the late 80s, Claudia and Alfredo began to have marital troubles. This seemed to be the turning point where things just went downhill. According to her family and friends, she became emotionally unstable. The couple went to couples counseling with Dr. Jaime Flores. Dr. Flores came to the conclusion that their marriage was beyond repair. During this time, Claudia became obsessed with Father Ramon, a teacher at, at the Colegio Fray Luis de Leon, where, where Claudia was a catechism teacher, a Sunday school teacher. Uh, and then her, her and her husband separated in 1989. When she was 33 years old, she started suffering from hallucinations in which she would see angels and demons. These hallucinations began several months prior to the tragic event. On April 23rd, 1989, Alfredo picked up the kids from school and dropped them off at Claudia's home, where they broke out into an argument. Alfredo began interrogating Claudia about Father Ramon. Alfredo also stated to her at the time that he wanted to reconcile and reconcile their marriage and get back together. Claudia became enraged with the comments Alfredo made about Father Ramon. She defended him and rejected the idea of ever getting back with Alfredo. But before he left, she threatened Alfredo, saying he would be sorry. On April 24th, 1989, at 4 a.m., Claudia was awakened by loud voices in her head. According to her, the voices said, Mazatlan had disappeared and Olaf Queretaro is a spirit. She became so freaked out that she called her friend Veronica. Veronica then told Claudia she would come over in the morning to help her. After the call, Claudia got out of bed, got dressed, and went to the kitchen and took three knives. Trigger warning, I will get into very graphic detail. It will be going into Philia's side, and I apologize ahead of time, so if you need to skip, please skip ahead. At around 5 in the morning, Claudia woke up at her, woke up her 6-year-old son, Alfredo, and attacked him with a knife. She grabbed his left hand and amputated it. Little Alfredo screamed in pain and terror. His screams had woken up his eldest sister, 11-year-old Claudia Maria. She screamed and begged her mother to stop. Claudia, at this point, switched knives, attacked her daughter, and stabbed her six times. Claudia managed to escape the room and began screaming for mercy. Her, her cries awoke the neighbors. Claudia took the last knife and stabbed her youngest daughter, nine-year-old Ana Belen, in the heart. Claudia ran down the stairs looking for her eldest daughter, who had fainted in the dining room floor. Claudia continued to stab her and then brought her body upstairs. She placed her body in the master bedroom. She claimed the demonic entity had possessed her and made her kill her children. She was diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder and temporal lobe epilepsy. Because of this, she was only given 30 years in prison. Now this home is extremely haunted. The screams of the children can still be heard inside. Neighbors claim that the screams are so loud they can be heard inside their own homes. The screams are often that of children begging their mother for mercy. Some people claim to see apparitions inside the home. And it's crazy because the rest of the houses in the surrounding area are so pristine, so beautiful. And then right dab in the middle of like the the street block 
is like this abandoned, deteriorating house that's just falling apart. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a lot of paranormal activity in this home, and it's a popular place for ghost hunters to go. Well, not anymore, as it is sealed off because it's just they kept on getting people entering and entering all the time. So now they put bars on the outside to prevent people from going in. The Mexican show Extra Normal did an episode on this. People call it the Mexican Amityville, and I have to agree. It mirrors, you know, it mirrors the incident pretty closely. There are still a lot of unknown about the cases, like the role that the relationship between her and Father Ramon had. Not much is out there on their work or personal relationship. Just pretty much that she was infatuated with him and fell in love. She became obsessed with him. I also looked into her into her ex, Alfredo, and he's been in and out of jail. He's completely changed after this, his, this incident. His neighbors say that he has violent tendencies and he's like a hermit. So he, le- he lives alone in this house. He doesn't get visitors. He just stays to himself. And she was released two years ago. She's a free woman. And wow. that's like, I'm like shocked because that woman should not be free at all. Mm-hmm. But she only did. Yep. Only 30 years. She was released two years ago. Damn. And that is the house I picked. Very sad. I told you. So depressing. I told you. <laughs> really brought down the mood. <laughs> I told you. Really dark. You know, it's interesting um, that you mentioned it's like the Mexican Amityville because while you were telling the story, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this sounds like the Amityville horror. Yeah. Really? Man, I think I held my breath the whole time. Like that was. <laughs> it was just. It's horrible. Like, and especially it's like like wild because she was like a Sunday school teacher. Like, how you want to preach about Jesus and come home and do that shit? But then again, it's kind of like, look at history. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, I was like, the church is good and all, but sometimes a lot of those people are being real shitty. (laughs) Yeah, that's nice. Have your faith and and do what you want to do to believe in that. But don't be shitty. Yeah. yeah, so no, that that's crazy and and very sad. I, I can believe that yeah, that those kids' screams are being heard and like, they're incredibly be- loud because um, a lot of the people who live on the block say like they're in their homes doing whatever, and you hear the screams of a child saying, "Mama, no, yeah, mama, para," and like like screaming like guttural sounds. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god, like how oh, do you yeah. just live on that block? I'd be like, you know, f this. Like I know it's not our house, but it's that house, and we gotta go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. What do you do when you have people over and it's like, oh my God, some kids like being hurt. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh no, it's just the haunted house yeah. next don't door. Don't worry. Don't worry, don't worry about it. Kind of that. Screaming. <laughs> yeah. And, and poor children. I, I bet that type of trauma or that type of incident definitely, I, I believe, is recorded in, in their location. So that's, and it's, that's it. It happened in like, what, 89? So it's not that old. Like, it's not like. Yeah. 31 years. Yeah. They call her La Iena. The Querétaro, mm-hmm. the hyena mm-hmm. of yeah. Querétaro. And it's crazy because they're still alive. Her and her ex-husband are still alive. Yeah. Which, yeah. I wonder, okay, so I, I forgot. I'm sorry. When did she get out again? About two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Uh, has has she, has anybody like interviewed yeah, her? Yeah, she did she, an interview. She did an interview, but I was not going to give her the time of day. Well, I'm just <laughs> curious, like, uh, to see what she now. would say. Just like, I don't know, what was do you admit to being like she does an interview in spanish there's also um news clips where where out of the jail there was like a bunch of reporters she's getting in the car and, and the reporters are recording her 
Um, but yeah, she did an interview and I, I refuse to give people like that a time of day. Um, I mean, there, for me, it's like when adults kill other adults, I'm like, okay, I mean, it's not great, but fine. But when it comes to children, I'm just like, you have a special place in hell and I'm not giving you any time of day. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. I'm just, I'm sick and twisted. I'm like, what is she saying? <laughs> and, 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 and people say like now she acts normal. She, I mean, she did get psychological okay. help which I'm sure it helps, but it doesn't erase what she did. And No, absolutely not. Not in the yeah. slightest. But not yeah, like so that. if anybody wants to look it up, she does do an interview, and there are there are video clips of her leaving the prison and stuff. I'm also curious, has anyone captured the screaming that, that they hear next door? I try to look it up. It's mostly like uh, English channels, like going over the legend. There's not many like... Um, people actually ghost hunting besides that one show extra normal and there's uh, people here and there but nothing like no solid evidence i did get a comment on my when i covered this on the tiktok someone said they went to the house and both houses on the side are abandoned because they hear the kids scream (sighs) oh wow that's someone else said she was my aunt's friend and her kids went to school with her kids oh Her aunt, yeah, her cousins, my bad. Her cousins went to school with Claudia Mijango's kids and and Sunday school with them. I can't imagine what that's like, you know. It's just horrible, like. That's awful. Yeah. Another comment, someone said, my uncle was going to go inside the house and then he had a dream before, like the day before he had this plan to like go investigate that someone in his dream, someone told him not to go in. So he was like, I'm going to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. to go in. Always, always listen to the dream. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I say I would, but I wouldn't. Yeah, Bethany's definitely the, the, I give no shit. We're going to figure this out. Like, I want to see the fucking ghost. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll make back in the car. I got the piece on speed dial just in case. Yeah, yeah. Let's roll. Let's roll. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Like, if anybody actually gets, like, permit from, like, the city or something to actually investigate, that'd be cool. I know there was, uh, like, a news channel that were, was able to to do it, but um, actual ghost hunters, I'll be legit. Yeah. yeah I wonder what the cool. extra normal episode is like. There, they have a. They're just interviewing people who live there and their experiences. Um, mm. and they also take a medium there, and she's talking about like what she sees and all this stuff, and like how the, okay. this. And one of them, I think, like the sisters are huddled around, according to her, and that their little brother is just running around the house and stuff. So it's. I was like, okay. <laughs> But I need like like can y'all get I mean this sounds horrible but like can y'all get the screams please? <laughs> and wants to right? hear like I want to I kind of want to hear it. Like, no, that's totally exactly how I feel. I'm like I want want the evidence. Like I'm not going there, but can you get it for me? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I totally believe in in these legends and tales, and spook stories. Um, but I want to I want to hear the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like audio or didn't happen. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like there's not, like, I would add to like the, the knowing that it's real, you know, like the story's real. We know that it happened, right? There's news documents on it, but to hear the, the thing, the yeah. Happened, yeah. Like that would be extreme. That is scary though. Yeah. But it's not me. I'm not getting it. No. 
Yeah. No. 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 I am not the one. <laughs> I'm with you, girl. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, but yeah, those are our our um, our haunted houses. So if you if you guys want to go ahead, <laughs> I like totally killed the mood. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, Maybe you should have went first. <laughs> <laughs> well, our haunted houses experiences aren't you know that intense with like murders and yeah. all kinds of like crazy <laughs> shit. Like, uh, just ceremonial, <laughs> sacrificial, fucking suicide and. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all should have started with us. We're gonna. <laughs> no, no, it's better to end We're on, end on a lighter note. Yeah. Everybody can sleep good tonight. Yeah, you know, we're people to sleep tonight. Like, God damn it, Christina! God damn it, Andrew! <laughs> <laughs> Never again. <laughs> 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 so our stories, um, and I find it interesting with Bethany and I. We we've lived. Uh, we're sisters, so we've lived together multiple times throughout our lives. So we. We have stories in various homes and I'm starting to believe that maybe it's just us because we live, we don't live together now. And I think maybe we're both having experiences or maybe not in our current locations. Still a little haunted. Still a little haunted. So I think. Okay. Well, so if, yeah, it's both of you then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we're just the haunted ones. Um, but I think uh, if you want to just kick off with like our childhood home. Um, so I'll go ahead and go first because I'm older and wiser. Uh, so. <laughs> Some of the earliest uh, experiences that I had in the home that Bethany and I grew up in uh, really has to do a lot with shadow figures. Uh, really, for me, the, the biggest experience that I had, I was maybe eight or nine years old, um, and I can vividly remember uh, sitting in our living room. Our family was watching TV, and I can even remember the movie we were watching, and it I used to think that maybe it played a part and maybe it was just my mind messing with me. We were watching Creep Show uh, because my family loved <laughs> horror movies. So I'm sitting there at eight, nine years old watching Creep Show because my parents were totally cool with that. Um, and <laughs> so, but I can remember looking over into our kitchen and it was just an open doorway leading into our kitchen. And I saw a shadow family. Like Ooh, it was. Whoa. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> like I'm getting goosebumps, like Ew. imagining it because it's it was just so real. Like I knew they were there. Um, now I can't say that I like with shadow people, you don't really see figures or or like features or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But given their height, I assumed it was a family. So it was like a tall male-looking figure, a shorter what I assumed to be a woman, and then an even shorter figure which I assumed to be a child. So I was like, okay, there's this family just hanging out, and I felt them staring just at me and I like nobody else saw Ooh. them everybody oh, was kind of in on yeah <laughs> so it wow. it was really um so that's kind of the that's the first time that I saw this shadow fake or this shadow family um what really got me out of my head and thinking okay maybe it's not creep show uh is that I continued <laughs> to see this shadow family <laughs> uh, I would say roughly um for about two years on and off, uh, I continued to see this family. And like I kind of mentioned earlier, I think maybe it is just me and Bethany that are haunted because I believe I saw them once at my grandmother's house. So I, I thought that maybe they were just following me around. Wow. I can even remember telling my mom about it because she was really open about this kind of stuff. And I never had an issue telling her about anything. So I was like, hey, I'm kind of seeing these <laughs> people around <laughs> and, uh, and she tried to make a, a light joke and, and Bethany and I have had this conversation before where a lot of 
the stories that we hear, parents just kind of brush it off. Like they don't want to acknowledge it, right? Yeah. Once you acknowledge it, it, it's real. Right. Yeah. So she didn't really acknowledge it. She was like, okay, yeah, it's there, but they're there to protect you or they're there just making sure you're okay. Or she called them my alien family. She's like, they're watching after you. They're your little alien family. (laughs) Don't worry. That doesn't make it better, mom. (laughs) I know you think it does, but it doesn't. (laughs) I know our mom was a huge like hippie stoner, believed in all things. Like, so we were not, we are not alone in this universe. And, uh, and she was like, Oh, it's okay. It's just your alien family watching you. And that made it a little more light than, Oh yeah, you're being watched. Did by they feel like, like they gave you a bad energy at all or? No, no, I, I really didn't. It was like, I know they're there. Okay. But I never really got scared. It was just kind of like, okay, there they are. Or, Oh, they're here again. And, and they always stood in the same pattern like man woman child child in the front of them and they never moved again no features and it was yeah that that happened to me for like i said about two years on and off i i would see this family mm-hmm. and that's the first haunted experience i had it was brutal <laughs> uh, well, i'm gonna interrupt you for a little bit but that's that's hilarious because i see shadow people too and most people are like i see them when i have sleep paralysis and i'm like i see them wide awake and you're like the first yeah. person that sees them while like not in sleep paralysis like i do because everyone's like oh i only see them when sleep paralysis i was like i get sleep paralysis but i never see shit like ever yeah, I and I don't get sleep paralysis. I don't have I have one instance of sleep paralysis, but it wasn't scary, so I don't really talk about it. It was just whatever. Like my last sleep paralysis, I was like in sleep paralysis, waking up in sleep paralysis, and then I had a seizure in it. Oh so that God. was like terrifying, but it was like, you know, terrifying from medical reason. But I've never yeah. ever ever seen uh, a shadow person or anything while in sleep paralysis. And I get it I don't get it often as I used to, but mm. it's like you know, once every other month. And um, yeah. for shadow people, I see them like wide awake. I'm like sitting up doing like typing yeah. on my computer on my phone. I'm like, I look to the side. I'm like, Oh, you're here. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like my experiences now. Like I mentioned, me and Bethany don't live together now, but currently I, I see little shadows or shadow people or things crossing the floor and things like that. I tell mine to go mop the floors. you're not paying rent so go do some chores (laughs) no shit did you ever feel negative about yours at all um i've only had two incidences where i felt negative energy otherwise in that i'm just like whatever Mm. like and the the negative incident which i've already i think talked about on his spooky tales was like about a month a month and a half ago maybe two months um and it's like i was sleeping it was like three four o'clock in the morning i woke up and it was crawling on my ceiling and then i was like Ew. you remember that <laughs> you know, you know, I, about do, it. I do and then i was like i know and then like i was scared for a minute because it like it did like twitchy motions but then i was Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry i'm sorry I can't stop. <laughs> that's our new catchphrase ew <laughs> <laughs> like something I, I, ill, I and then um, and then I was like, they got to the point where I was just like super. I was like, fuck this, I'm going to bed. <laughs> do your thing. You'd be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. I got chores to do in the morning because you're not doing them. <laughs> Freeloader. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Watch me have an incident tonight because <laughs> I'm talking like you talking know, right? shit. Because you're so mad. Hey, content, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, 
yeah. So that, I don't know if you want to share one of your childhood. Um, well, I mean, when I was a, a kid, I didn't have as many instances. Like yeah. it was just the normal stuff. Like we heard like, just like the general haunting of the house, like of it feeling kind of alive mm-hmm. or like hearing footsteps or just hearing someone do dishes and no one was there or things like that. Yeah. For the house we grew up in, my biggest like instance was what year was it? Was it 2019? Yeah, it was 2019. Yeah. So in 2019, that's right, because it chapter two had come out. <laughs> <laughs> that's my marking, that's the mark of the, it was uh, like the midnight that it chapter two came out. Um, so I was in my room and I was with my cat and I'm living with my dad at the time in the house. And my cat starts to like look at the closet, like, ooh, like ooh. in alert mode, like her ears pop up. She looks at the closet and she's like super fixed, like fixed on it. And so I look at the closet and I'm like, bubs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what you see, you know, and I start to like hear like my closet door start to open. Oh, hell no. Like, oh, my God. Inside, oh, hell no. Like, like someone's trying to push out of it. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> How to push back? Like you staying in there? You staying in there? No, I shouldn't. But also, it happened so fast. Like I'm telling you this story, and as paced of a time as I can. But like it happened so quick, you know. So the door flings open. Oh no! Like with an intense force. Like a like like seriously. Like someone was just like, get me out of here and. The, the the door open and Bubsy like my little cat sh- she sees something I know she sees something because she's looking at it and it flies across the room because oh, her, her, her eyes are following it across the room and then under my bed oh no you should have been like you should have been like who do you think you are slamming doors in here <laughs> I love that you said, oh, no, because that's what I said, too. I said, oh, hell no! <laughs> I it. Like, at the top of my list, I was like, fuck you! No, 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 no. Um, so I kind of cussed it out a little bit because I was scared, obviously, and I'm trying to act tough, which I'm not. Uh, so I, I was, like, you know, being rude and shitty and just like, screw you, this is my house, leave me alone. After a couple minutes passed, because I'm, like, frozen on my bed, <laughs> I was, like, shaking there. <laughs> Um, I call up a couple of my friends and that's why I remember it was the premiere of it. Cause I called some friends I knew were awake cause they were watching that movie. So uh, one of my friends answers uh, the phone and, and then, you know, I investigate a little bit on the phone and I calm down and, and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> but this was like the starting point to like events. Ooh. That, like, oh, escalated. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So after that incident, I was like on super high alert in the house and the house felt really dark. Like it just felt like just bad, not evil, but just dark. Mm -hmm. There is a hallway in the house um, and, and I can walk that house. I can walk the whole house, eyes closed, you know, lights off, whatever I can navigate. When I go down that hallway, usually, you know, I turn off all of the lights and and I can still like see a little bit, but that during that period of time, I would turn off all the lights and I couldn't see anything. Like it was so dark in the house. Like I remember one day I was walking to my room, I turned out all the lights and I was like, fuck, it's so dark out here. 
like, why is it so dark? And I felt like something was behind me watching me. Oh, oh no. Jesus. <laughs> but I remember <laughs> my hand up in front of my face just to see if I could see it. And I couldn't. Like, it was that dark in the house. Wow. So, of course, <laughs> I'm an idiot, you know, whatever. I hold my hand, like, out, you know, to get to my room. And I'm like, Bethany, you're going to fucking feel something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, thank goodness. I just, I just, for a really, for weeks, I just felt like the house was extra dark and something was watching me. Mm-hmm. And tension was also kind of building in the house. Like, me and my dad were kind of butting heads a lot. And, and I can't even really tell you why like what ignited it or anything. It was just like a nasty energy in the house. So one night, my dad's asleep. I'm in the living room. Um, I had just washed dishes. We don't have a dishwasher, so we have to hand wash everything. And I laid out like all my Pyrex and bowls or whatever on, on the counters and stuff to dry and in the dish rack and whatever. But I'm in the living room and I'm watching TV. And again, the cat, she's always by my side. She's my shadow. The cat looks at the kitchen and she's on high alert again. Her ears are like picked up. She's staring at something. And I, and I remember going, God damn it. I was like, what, what now? What's going to happen? And then I hear crash. crash oh my God. Break. Oh my God. And I was like, ah. <laughs> 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 I had to really mentally prepare myself. I was like, all right, you're going to have to get up and you're going to have to go look at what happened. So I get up, I go to the kitchen and my Pyrex, my favorite Pyrex. <laughs> no. No. Pyrex. <laughs> I just bought it. A true monster going after the pirates. How dare it. Right. But the weird thing was, like, I felt like I, I felt like this thing, whatever it was, was picking on me. Like it's it had been picking on me for like months now. Cause this uh, so that instance with the closet happened around September-ish. And this instance that I'm telling you about now happened in January. So oh, wow. there were months where I just felt like something was watching me, picking on me, making me angry, you know. Anyways, so I go into the kitchen, I find my Pyrex just shattered to pieces. And the weird the thing that makes it extra weird is that it didn't fall on the floor. It wasn't oh, near anything hot. It was just sitting on the counter. Just sitting there. And it's like it exploded. What? Cannot explain how that thing and i took pictures of it i sent them to my dad i remember that night i texted my dad i was like i'm burning palo santo tomorrow we're kicking this thing's ass like you we know do not invite me what i didn't know is like those were fighting actions like you were like oh i'm not i'm not scared anymore i'm pissed you touched my pirates (laughs) with the pirates (laughs) (laughs) well I start, of course, again, getting angry. I started to cuss it out. I was like, this is my house. You're not welcome here. You need to back up. And I start to walk like down the kitchen. And then I feel like something is, I I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I start to get like dizzy and I get like a tunnel vision and I lose my balance and I almost fall over. But like I catch myself on the counter and this is where I feel like I sound crazy. And and I even felt crazy in the moment. 
Because I was like, you can't have me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I was like so scared it was trying to possess me. Like I was terrified. So I'm terrified right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, oh, yeah. So um, I'm telling it, you know, screw you. This is my body. You can't have me, whatever, all that stuff. And then I come to like, like my tunnel vision kind of ends and, and I get full clarity and full vision again. Um, I clean up the mess in the kitchen. I turn everything off and I go to my bed, you know, and I'm done with it for the night. I'm like, screw you. I did end up burning Palo Santo. And I also ended up reaching out to my cousin. So my cousin, one of our cousins has a friend who is super sensitive. She's like a medium. She can speak to, you know, people that have crossed. Um, and she can focus in on like a place, you know, or energies and things. So I'm like, hey, I need help. I don't know what's going on in the house. Something's going on. Can you please ask your friend to either come over or just kind of like hone in on the house and tell me, you know, what the hell I need to do? So she does. And she gets back to me and she tells me that her friend immediately felt something in the house. And all she had to do was like meditate on it. Just think of the place and like kind of hone in on it. Um, Because she did this from afar. And then my cousin called and told me, you know, what she found out, what her friend had found out. So her friend hones in on the house and says, yes, there is something in the house. It it, Like Bethany may feel like she's being picked on or kind of being attacked or provoked, but she's not. This thing is trying to like shake her awake to say, hey, you need to pay attention to something. So it wasn't that it was trying to hurt me. It was just trying to say like, hey, I'm here. And me being shitty to it because I was scared and me being like, hey, screw you, only escalated the energy. So she told me I needed to acknowledge that it was there, uh, talk to it, burn Palo Santo, which I did like religiously after that every Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) To get synced. Archangel. Uh, candles. I, I burn Michael, you know, <laughs> Our candle candles because he's the protector, <laughs> slayer of demons. <laughs> uh, so I did all these things she told me to do and, and it chilled out. It absolutely chilled out. Even my dad said after about like three weeks of burning candles, burning Palo Santo, talking to it, cause I would talk to it like every day. I would say, I'm sorry that I was, I was just scared. Thank you for looking out for me. You know, what can I do? You know, I was kind of opening that line of communication. And after that, it chilled out. And my dad was like, I don't know what you're doing, but it feels lighter in here. (laughs) (laughs) So even he who, you know, we didn't really talk about like anything going on in the house except for Mm -hmm. that night where I was like, hey, it broke my Pyrex through this thing. Uh, Even then, he didn't really care to talk to me about it. It wasn't until after the fact that everything was done in the house was kind of feeling lighter that he was like, hey, I, I feel a difference. And that that was probably like the biggest thing that happened to me in that house. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Bethany wins our childhood home. <laughs> like, I, think, yes. I think Bethany has the best stories in all of our uh, oh, I have haunted houses. Yeah. Too. So if y'all got the time, we got a little more story. We got a couple more stories. 
<laughs> if you want it. Nope, no pressure. Whatever. <laughs> Is that enough or, or are y'all good? Y'all want more? <laughs> uh no no yeah i'm i'm starving i'm gonna die so (laughs) (laughs) but if they're on your guys because you guys have some episodes where you do stories that and that that aren't the what are they what's that show called adventures ones do you guys talk about them there i've heard a few of them but not all of them yeah same i've listened to a few of yours not all of them but yeah they're there they're they're called the east side haunts are mine and leah's which you'll hear the story i just told you the one leah told you and also a couple others that we've things that we've experienced there so mm-hmm. um they're either east side haunts or they're titled like mara stories or let these stories like whoever we interviewed that week sweet yeah i've listened to like two two of those or so those are the first ones i went to i was like ooh, personal stories <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 those are definitely the more popular ones <laughs> <laughs> But we love ghost adventures, so <laughs> we do what we do. <laughs> but yeah, those were that was my spooky story. <laughs> those were amazing. Um, I took a picture so I could send it to you all, so you could see my face while I was listening to. I was terrified. <laughs> you want permission to add it to our stories? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tag you. I'll put it on our story so that you can just and add it to your and then we'll repost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun thank yeah. you for asking this us was, to we'll have this. to have you guys back this was great yeah yeah we could do crossover episodes yeah. like we would love to talk to y'all again turns. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> a continued guest spot <laughs> yeah. i will not be a bummer no, thank next you time. thank you this was awesome yeah y'all were a lot of fun to talk to um, we'll put the we'll put the link to um, where people can find your show and your socials on our episode notes. What else? But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this off because I gotta I gotta go eat before I die. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Take care of yourself. <laughs> How should we end this? We usually say something. Well, if you're if you move to a new house and you hear things, move to a different house because it's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> right, Stay. moral of today's episode. Uh, <laughs> Don't live in a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you can help it, <laughs> uh, stay a spooky, and we'll catch everyone next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>